bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China introduces measures to spur consumption from cars to furniture, and Guangdong's economy grew by five percent in the first half. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. Consumer spending has provided a forceful boost to China's economy growth in the first half of 2023, but weak points persist, prompting the government to do more to level up consumption going forward. Chinese authorities, including the National Development and Reform Commission and the Minister of Commerce, bid to tackle the problems blocking consumer spending with a slew of new measures on Tuesday. China's total retail sales of goods saw a jump of 8.2 percent year-on-year in the first six months. Additionally, the contribution rate of final consumption expenditure growth to economic growth reached 77.2 percent, significantly higher than the previous year. Official data showed on Monday. Key sectors of cars, home appliances, furniture, and catering collectively accounting for a quarter of consumption. Three of the four were specifically targeted by authorities on Tuesday. The NDRC promised to soon launch effective policies to restore and expand consumption, focusing on promoting sales of cars and electronic products, expanding rural consumption, and optimizing the consumption environment. The Minister of Commerce, along with other 13 departments, issued a plan to promote household consumption. Specific measures include supporting enterprises to equip artificial intelligence and other technologies on smart home appliances. Additionally, supporting enterprises involved in the research and development of furniture, bathing equipment, and other household products for the elderly. It also offers to support residents in replacing or purchasing new smart home products and carrying out home renovations. It encourages financial institutions to strengthen credit support for household consumption and optimize their loan approval processes. The NDRC also pointed out that increased residents' income is crucial in promoting consumption, and vowed to do so in order to stabilize employment, especially in relation to the support of youth employment. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. Guangdong Province, an economic powerhouse in South China, achieved a GDP of 6.29 trillion yuan in the first half of 2023, up 5% year on year, according to a half-year bulletin by the Provincial Statistics Bureau on Tuesday. The added value of the primary industry grew by 4.6 percent to reach 227.1 billion yuan, while that of the secondary industry was up 3.7 percent to 2.47 trillion yuan. The output of the third three industry was the biggest, standing at 3.6 trillion yuan, increasing 5.9 percent from the same period last year. The report also pointed out that in the first half of this year, the province's economy continued to recover with major indicators achieving positive growth, while the foundation for recoveries do need to be consolidated. The National Immigration Administration announced new rules to facilitate border crossing travel between Hongqing and Macau on Tuesday, aiming to expand the coverage of the existing joint immigration measures.
Under the new rules, business people and personnel working in tertiary educational institutions are allowed to drive across the border through immigration procedures conducted jointly by both China's mainland and Macau authorities. The authorities also said that professionals engaged in joint exhibitions and events of both Hongqing and Macau would be entitled to a visa shortcut, which will also apply to participants. In addition, students with cross-border needs, the fiscally challenged, as well as senior citizens, don't have to get out of the vehicle to go through immigration procedures. The 2023 China Cross-Border E-Commerce Fair Autumn will be held at the Canton Fair Complex in Guangzhou from August 18 to 20, the organizers said today. Theme foreign trade provides new impetus for the economy, digital technology forges a new future. The fair will cover an exhibition area of nearly 50,000 square meters, attracting over a 1,000 cross-border e-commerce enterprises and over 50 advantages industrial belts nationwide. It is expected to draw approximately 80,000 professional buyers. Hong Kong's latest employment rate has dropped further to 2.9%, the lowest level in almost four years. Official data released on Tuesday show that the jobless rate for the three months to June was 0.1 percentage point lower than the previous period. The unemployment rate also dropped slightly to 1.1%. In a statement, the SAR government said sectors such as retail, accommodation, art and entertainment saw substantial falls in unemployment. Moving on to some regional highlights. East China's Zhejiang province plans to remove restrictions on household registration or hukou within its borders, except in the provincial capital of Hangzhou, enabling people to become official residents and signifying the process made in reforming its social welfare and public service systems, according to a policy document recently published on the Zhejiang government's website. The five-year policy will be effective from July 22. On a trial basis, people will be allowed to apply for household registration based on their habitual residence only, thereby supporting non-locals and rural migrants to settle and enjoy all the social benefits the municipal government provides to city dwellers, it added. Hangzhou's urban areas will also gradually revoke the annual quota for local household registrations by perfecting its point-based registration system, the document showed. China will formulate more effective policies to attract global capital and also seek ways to further reduce the number of items on the negative list for foreign investment assets in Hainan Free Trade Report, China's economic planner said on Tuesday. The NDRC said the government is currently evaluating the effectiveness of the negative list for foreign investment assets and has received some specific requests from certain parties. Furthermore, measures to reduce the number of items on the negative list for foreign investment assets in Hainan Free Trade Port are also being studied. Next on industry and company news, China has a total of 2.94 million 5G base stations, covering all prefecture-level urban areas and counties, according to the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology on Wednesday. 5G has become an important part of new infrastructure and a key driver for the digital transformation and upgrading of the real economy, an official with the MIIT told a press conference. 
More than 1.73 million shared 5G base stations were built as China seeks to develop a more efficient and green 5G network. China's car maker Geely Automobile will invest 10 billion US dollars to develop Malaysia's May automaking hub. Local media reported Tuesday, quoting Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim. Anwar said the plan was conveyed to him in a letter from Geely, which also owns 49.9% of Malaysian car maker Proton. The investment in a town of Tanjung Malim in western Malaysia, where Proton plans to be headquartered, will create thousands of job opportunities. A representative for Geely said that the company is fully committed to working with its Malaysian partners to sustainably develop the area and will disclose investment numbers in due course. Shares of Tencent slumped 4.6% yesterday after its biggest shareholder reiterated its commitment to offload more shares in the Chinese tech giant. Tencent's controlling shareholder process said earlier that the Amsterdam-listed firm would continue to cut its holdings in the company by up to 3 percentage points a year and expects the stake to drop to 24-25% to by the year-end from the current 26%. Shares of Zhongman Petroleum and Natural Gas Group rose after Chinese oil field services provider said it signed a drilling engineering service contract with Iraq Basra Energy. The two signed the 319 million US dollars deal on July 16. The Shanghai-based company announced yesterday. The contract amount equals 91.2% of its audited operating revenue last year and 216.7% of its drilling engineering business operating revenue last year, it added. Earnings Reports Express More than 60% of the 67 mainland-listed Chinese property developers that have released first-half earnings update predicted to have been in the red, casting a stock contract with the figure of the same period last year when half of these 67 firms made a profit. As of Tuesday, 42 real estate firms expect losses totaling over 25.7 billion yuan in the first six months, with eight predicting to loss more than 1 billion yuan, according to data from Choice, financial data platform under Ease Money. Over a third of the 42 developers expect to have turned a loss for the first time in the first half. Among them, overseas Chinese town predicted the highest loss of between 1.2 billion yuan and 1.7 billion yuan. And of the 25 real estate firms that forecast first half profits, Shanghai Industrial Development, Shenzhen New Nanshan Holding Group and five others expect to have achieved a turnaround. Switching gears to financial news, China saw a rapid increase of newly established foreign invested enterprises in the first half of the year, an official with the Ministry of Commerce said Wednesday. Some 24,000 new foreign firms established themselves in China in the first half of the year, marking a 35.7% rise year-on-year. Foreign direct investment in the Chinese mainland in actual use dipped 2.7% year-on-year to 703.65 billion yuan in the first half, the ministry said. China, the United States' second-largest creditor, reduces holdings of U.S. Treasury bonds in May to the lowest level in 13 years. China cut its holdings of U.S. Treasuries by 22.2 billion U.S. dollars to 146.7 billion U.S. dollars in May from the previous month, according to data released yesterday by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. 
And wrapping up with a quick look at stock markets. Chinese stocks closed mixed on Wednesday, with a benchmark Shanghai Composite ended nearly flat, while the Shenzhen component slipped 0.4%. Hong Kong stocks finished with another loss as the Hang Seng Index slipped 0.3% and the Tech Index fell 0.4%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.